Remember in episode two when I said, there's piss in the pool. Piss in the pool. There's piss in the pool, sis. And in episode one, when Mari said, you know, because the person is trying to say, oh, let's go out or something. And then you're like, okay, let's chat privately. And then they ask you how much. And I'm like, how much for what? Yeah, like, they don't have the decency to even say, oh, what's your blood type or something? Like, how much? I'm like, what are we telling? Love is not free nowadays. <laughs> Everybody will hustle you. We were just brushing the surface on how terrible dating and relationships have become. But has anyone stopped to ask why things have worsened? I mean, dating in Accra be nice. It'd be like fun nice. If you don't make lucky, everybody go to chop some, you know? But at the same time, I think the expectations be chowton. The girls, they want what they see online, and they want what they see on, on Instagram and things. They want to go on dates. They want to go to Sombo, Cape Coast, Botanical Garden. Like, we did do social studies. But actually, that is not enough. They say, that is. If you don't know, do that, is, you know, we feel live. Well, for starters, people have a bunch of unrealistic expectations of each other. Eh, I cried all the expectation day inside. It's a give and take most of the time. If you don't do, somebody will do. If you don't knock, somebody will knock. If you did not, somebody did not. You know, I think right away you reach safe. Nobody really they feel like saying they do wrong. They just feel like they are coexisting because Charlie, there's nothing to it. Okay, we are boyfriend and girlfriend, and then what? You know, yeah, and then they expect a lot. You know, they expect breaking bag and things. Charlie, you know, you never know. Said the man, nobody will be a fucky. A cry relationship, dear Charlie. Expectations they inside. And Kaka, depending on where you did, you know, like dance man like this, for they buy buy kilivili and cuckoo and some fried rice and things, you know. And many people are dating or in relationships because of survival and not for love. Right now, the survival mood inside we did. Me personally, I did. And for right now, they're for emotional support, you know, for enjoyment. You know, and also to see, say, I get some, you know, because right now it's, it's, it's not like say be numb, by be numb, you know, even no, I accept it was double, double. So, you know, any, any which way they go. I know sometimes say, it's running body, they chat with some other people, but I mean, to they run my body, you know, so you did survive inside. They answer me, DB, that was where DB, one, one. So then, do this. Also, as my mommy said in episode two. And I feel that the, the women of Accra or the major cities today have lost their self-respect. Mm. They don't value themselves anymore. Mm. So they've put themselves out there to be used any and anyhow. And don't even feel ashamed with the kind of label they put on them. They don't care. 
So they have lost their self-respect, their self-value. For things. That sounds about right. Men and women have lost their self-respect and their self-value for worldly things. So there's a term that has been floating around, misused and mislabeled by many within the social sphere for almost four years now. High value man. High value man. High value man. I have no idea on when the term originated, nor who coined it, but I do know that there's a particular man I associate it with. So why should you get anything over, then why should you get above average? What do you mean settle for? You should and get I what see, you are. I see, I see millionaires with average women all the time. They don't have big chest tattoos either, and two other kids. Man, so I can't I'm get, just I can't saying, okay, this. I want to, no, no, I mean, let's be honest, let's be honest. Why should an average woman say she's settling for an average man? Maybe ain't nothing that wrong sense. with it. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, ain't you said so I should just settle. No, wrong. you said that, listen, listen, you said so I should just settle for an average guy. And I'm like, you're an average woman. Why should you I mean, not get it? I would be, I would be settling. Mm-hmm. The late Kevin Samuels. His definition of a high-value man has these traits. A man who is making money earns a minimum of $10,000 per month. Hey. A man who has consistent success, maintaining about $100,000 yearly income hmm. hey. for about three to five hey. years. That's the consistency with the success. Also, a man who is highly accepted and revered by other high-value men and has a career that others understand and recognize. So in short, no sketchy business, nothing funny, you know? Hmm. Nothing hush puppy or nam one That's what I say. I'm sebi sebi me a chrome four. I'm in a medinko for CK Johnny. And I'm a evo. And uh, the Hush puppy's driver is on 700k a month. Yes. You that are abusing him. You are working houseboy work, they are paying you 35000 You will go on Instablog and abuse hush puppy. <laughs> my salary, my, the salary my driver they collect is almost near commission and salary. <laughs> also, a man who has a strong network, he surrounds himself with people who share a growth mindset and a man who helps others. Whether it's his family, friends, you get the gist. Now, when it comes to Kevin Samuel's definition of a high-value man, there are two principles that are noticeably missing on his list. Those are emotional intelligence and spiritual awareness. Emotional intelligence is how adept someone is at perceiving, understanding, and managing emotions, both their own and those of others, while spiritual awareness is a state of being conscious and connected to your inner self as well as to a higher power or divine energy certain traits a person who is emotionally intelligent and spiritually aware in body are self-awareness self-understanding authenticity empathy 
mindfulness, this individual reads and reflects on spiritual text and cultivates a relationship with God. Now, when it comes to defining a high-value man or high-value woman, I prefer to use the definition posted by media mogul Nicole Kane, which is a person who practices self-love and self-care. He or she is committed to becoming the best version of themselves by leveling up emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically. He or she doesn't play games and has a desire to be a great partner. Being a high-value man or high-value woman has nothing to do with the amount of money he or she makes nor the lifestyle that they can provide. The essence of a high-value man or high-value woman is the dedication to becoming your best self holistically. The better you become as an individual, the greater you attract. This is The Love Is Podcast, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories on love, dating, and relationships from Africans on the continent and those within the diaspora. It is a third of the Love Is franchise, and I am the creator and host, Agnes Into. Here's episode three, titled High Value Man. In this episode, I am so grateful to share my friend Kome Nelson Agose's journey on becoming a high value man, or as he likes to call it. Um, what I always term this particular journey as is has been an intimate learning experience with the unknown the unknown being the universe god you know the holy spirit um you know type of stuff so um yeah it's been a journey of discovering all of myself and you know my purpose in life like you know what role i'm here to play as a person within my family you know in the world you know and how i'm supposed to share my gifts so yeah it's just been more or less learning about who I am, what governs who I am, and also the the laws that govern this this universe and this world, and you know how we're supposed to play the game of life. His awakening began while in a relationship with the woman he wanted to marry. Before meeting her, he was solely focused on his career as a rapper and producer in Lagos, Nigeria. And once they began dating, well, he found himself in church more often than usual. Started to go to church every day, started to go to mass. What was crazy that this person as well, when I met her, was also very, very um, big on church and going to mass XYZ. So as we started to date and, you know, I started to think about what would marriage look like with this person, right? I started to ask myself, like, oh, what would her family think if she told them she was getting married to a rapper? Hey, so you're telling me that you're dating a rapper? A rapper that is on TV or even getting to TV, who knows? Oh, I didn't raise you like that. You're telling me, a mother from Ghana, your own mother, who has a mother yet still. What am I going to tell my parents? Your grandmother and your grandpa. Eh, she's engaged. And she's engaged to a rapper. Hey, how are they going to tell their own friends? Have you thought about anything? Hey, say what won't you say? Hey, how is this going to be? 
Why not go and find your own doctor or find someone? I'll be happy about that one. I'm not telling you to date your own doctor, but get out of the get out of this rapper yo 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 MTV. Hey, please don't come and tell me you're you're dating or going to marry a rapper. Ah, you're hurting my feelings. Please use your sense. That's why you're going to school. Kome needed the approval of his girlfriend's family in hopes of settling down and creating his own nuclear unit. And so, he gave up his career as a rapper and began looking for work that could assist in providing towards his newfound focus and love. I changed something that was the core of who I was at that point in time, thinking it was the right thing to do so I could be in a relationship with this person. This abandonment? brought up one of Komei's unfavorable personality traits, people-pleasing. I was a nice guy, right? But being a nice guy sometimes also means that you give a lot of power away in instances and places where you shouldn't. You know, certain lessons I learned is that whoever it is that's going to be in your life will fit into who you are, your purposes, your, your passions, and your goals. You won't have to, you know, you won't have to, what's the word? let go of those things or, you know, or divorce those things to be with, you know, a person, you know, and I can say like maybe in some, some of my previous relationships, like, you know, I changed certain aspects of myself to fit into those relationships and, you know, needless, needless to say, they didn't work out because your, your, like I said earlier, your most important relationship is your relationship with your spirits. And once you focus on anything more than that, that thing collapses. After realizing that he was given away more than he was receiving, Kome decided to leave the relationship. We broke up because I just felt like I was committing myself to a level of commitment, which in my mind was marriage, right? That I wasn't receiving back. I, I just wasn't receiving the energy I was giving off, you know, from that person at that, at that point in time. So that was, um, you know, what prompted us to break up. And I, I expressed it to her, like, listen, like, you know, I feel like if you were treating me the way I was treating you at this moment, would have broken up. And that's another thing I learned about myself is that at that point in time, I held on to things too long. We broke up because I just felt like I was committing myself to a level of commitment, which in my mind was marriage, right? That I wasn't receiving back. I just wasn't receiving the energy I was giving off, you know, from that person at that, at that point in time. So that was, um, you know, what prompted us to break up. And I expressed it to her, like, listen, like, you know, I feel like if you were treating me the way I was treating you at this moment, I would have broken up. And that's another thing I learned about myself is that at that point in time, I held on to things too long. Now a breakup. I'm not putting up with this anymore. Putting up with what? I, I can't talk to people. If you've ever been through one, involves feelings of sadness, anger, denial, and yeah, embarrassment. I mean, you're grieving a loss. However, Kome's reaction was more in line with liberation that, i keep saying that relationship was amazing because it led me first of all as they say is it is a, is a pattern that happens when you date scorpios right as an aries but it led me into the deepest part of my self-discovery and self-love because after i broke up with her we broke up you know the first thing that came to my mind is a phrase i always say is funny to me i was 29 at the time it was called 29 savage right i told myself for the next year i was going to discover myself love myself not date anybody, so I'm saying, have sex with who I want to have sex with, party, have fun, and just be about me. Okay, so hear me out. The most important relationship you'll ever have 
is with yourself. It is the foundation for all of your other relationships. So essentially, it starts with you and how you treat yourself. Now, when you begin to truly love yourself, you begin to leave the people, things, and places that aren't healthy for you or reflective of that love you pour into yourself. And 29 Savage was Komei's reclamation of self. It was a time of the greatest amount of self-discovery because I wasn't afraid of coloring outside the lines, right? It's like, it, yeah, it led me into my highest form of knowing who I was, discovering my self-confidence, um, setting the right boundaries with people that I want to date and be with because at that point in time, so many different women came into my life. Now, this is where the High Valley Man work went into full effect as Komei began to deepen his self-awareness. Every relationship was a, was a reflection of my level of consciousness and it led me to a new level of growth. Like it was a mirror for me to look at myself and look at life and to assess things and to respond to it, respond to the things that I've assessed, you know, and to put them into practice. And there's a saying that love will find you when you least expect it. And in this case, as Komei was coming off of his 29th savage year, love found him in the most unexpected way. In the club. I met a June year of return in Ghana. And in the year of return, when I landed Ghana for the first time, you know, the gist I heard of Ghana, you know, Ghana has beautiful women, nice booty, everything is thick out there, it's lovely, right? And I was, it was just coming off my 29th savage, going into 30 years old, right? So I was going to Ghana as a single guy, with no attachments and I was free to do whatever I wanted, right? But when I landed Ghana, it was a time in my life when I was so happy, I was so at peace, I was so, um, I was like, I had left earth mentally, I needed some grounding. In fact, you know what, this relationship helped to ground me back on earth because I was so gone. I was so happy that I could die at any moment and I, did not I didn't worry about it. Like I had made, made peace with life and death. That's something I always say at that point in time. I was so happy that I used to always say, Lord, if I was to pass right now, you haven't cheated me from anything. So when I landed Ghana, right, I was in such a good place that I was overwhelmed with love and happiness. I was not in the mood or didn't feel the need to interact with any women. Also, it was the year of return. So women from all over the world were in Ghana. That's when I realized that it's important for we black people to return back home because it was the most beautiful thing I ever seen in my entire life. Like I was overwhelmed by the amount of beauty in one place. You see what I'm saying? So before you see one girl like and think she's beautiful, you've seen like a hundred more. Like a hundred Beyonce's, a hundred Pocahontas. Like there were too many beautiful women in Ghana. So I was overwhelmed by the love, by the energy in Ghana, just everything in that year of return, right? So I just made up my mind that, you know what? I'm just going to be in my energy, enjoy the space, enjoy the fresh air, dance on my own, be on my own. Like I was in love with life, right? So I was not even looking for women. Then the day before I moved back to, before I went back to Nigeria, I met this girl outside the club. Let's play a little game before continuing on with the story. For those of us who live in Accra, Ghana, or have been to Accra, which club do you think Kome found love? Was it in Bloom Bar? Or Carbon? 
what about front back? Hmm, what about twist? Or hot gossip nightclub? All right, you got your answer? Well, hold on to it, because you're about to find out. And it was a thing where I was not even supposed to be in a club on that day, right? My guy took me to a house party. From one house party, he wanted to go to Bloom Bar. For those of you who guessed Bloom Bar, hmm, you're wrong. Mm. Sorry, eh? Like, you yeah, one more club, then we go to Twist, right? The whole time at Twist, I was irritated because Twist, I never have fun at Twist. It's always too crowded, too many people, people being obnoxious. Hey, Kome, I beg. We love our twist, okay? Hmm. And once again, I wasn't really checking for females at that point in time, right? So I go outside the club. And let me tell you another small caveat. That at that point in time in my life, I kept seeing these random messages on Instagram. 444, you know, the love of your life is coming in. At that point in time, I just started my business. So I was looking for money. So I kept ignoring those messages because I'm like, I'm not here for love at this point in time. I'm here to enjoy myself, follow this awakening, and make as much money as possible, right? So um, met this person outside the club. Like, I was standing outside the club trying to or like order a burger or something. Then she comes out and walks to a certain direction. Congratulations to those who guessed Twist. And for those of you who chose Hot Gossip Nightclub, hmm, God is judging you, N.T. Payne. Hmm. Now back to the rest of Kome's story. I'm the type of guy that usually when I see a female, like I observe for a while, you know, make sure, like check who she is before I go speak to her. But immediately I saw her, two seconds later I was in front of her face. Like she was talking to three friends, and I told your friends, like, yo, give me a second, I need to talk to your friend, right? Then I started to talk to her, tell her who I was, blah, blah, blah. I'm in Ghana, just visiting for the first time. It's been a good time. Then she mentioned some things about who she was and said she, you know, she was into spirituality. I was like, huh? Because she was a psychologist and she's into spirituality. And for me, I just laughed like, wow, like, you know, I can't believe you just said that to me. The whole time she's looking at who's this crazy guy with blonde hair and why is he, why is he saying wow, right, wow. Like, I kept saying, wow, I can't believe you just said that to me. But it's that everything in my spirit at that point in time identify that this was the person that I was going to be taking my next journey with, right? Then we exchanged numbers. I sent her a text message. She, did, she didn't respond, right? For like a month. Then I kept asking myself, like, my spirit, like, why did you flag so much energy with this person and it wouldn't respond? That's weird. Like, like, I, like, every time I've had that feeling, me and that person ended up dating. You see what I'm saying, right? It was a very familiar feeling, but this, it was... It was a very strong knowing that this was the person that was supposed to be in my life. And it completely shifted me from not wanting to be in a relationship to instantly knowing I meant there's something here between me and this person, right? So I go back to Nigeria. A month later, she sends me a message on Instagram. And instantly, I respond like, yo, I just want to let you know the dynamics behind how I saw you and, and how we met. Explain a few things to her, you know, how my trip was in Ghana, where I was in life, and how I felt the moment we met, you know, because what's funny is that she also was not trying to be with anybody. She was just trying to live her life and, you know, be a, a single girl because she had just come out of a relationship, I guess, like a couple months or a year before that. Then she was telling her auntie that she met some guy in Ghana, right? And, you know, she hasn't responded to the guy. And she showed her auntie a picture of my profile on Instagram. Then her auntie was like, this guy seems very grounded and connected to the universe. You should respond. <laughs> 
then she responded you know we had a seven hour conversation the first time we spoke we spoke for like seven hours straight right and after that conversation i was sure of two things one i was going to date her two i loved her <laughs> already like i keep telling some it's like you know they say this this the speed of light is faster than the speed of sound and the speed of the spirit is the fastest thing in the world so things happen in the spirit instantly but it takes time for it to manifest in the physical world and a lot of times it's at different blocks the different things we think should pass through before we know that something is real our doubts our fears our worries and all the xyz's right but from that moment i was sure with a thousand percent you know um uh accuracy that that was going to be my 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 wife <laughs> no joke right it's kind of crazy to say you know what i'm saying but i was sure then you know two three weeks into the relationship i i i told her listen you know um i told her listen you know, I, i'll be i'll be straight up with you right you don't have to respond at this moment but it's something i want you to know and i told her exactly how i felt like you know this whole thing about a man knowing what he wants especially when he's completely aligned to himself and the universe right it doesn't take a man to know it doesn't take a man too long to know if he wants to be with a person it's in my opinion it's very quick if you are spiritually aligned right and connected in the spirits you would know so i told her i felt three weeks into the relationship that i loved her and i would like to be with her but you know she doesn't have to respond and she took her time you see what i'm saying um to to figure that out and to respond and um like and, and i wasn't worried the whole time because i knew in my heart that we were going to be dating and some i think at some moment like maybe three weeks after i said that she came back and you know said yeah you know i think we should be doing xyz xyz we started dating and that was that right so is that since then it's been a constant breaking of emotional mental and spiritual limits yeah said the entire world <laughs> And in line with uh, the prescription of God, the ribs, the, the, the missing rib was found in Ghana. Kome and his girlfriend Ama officially became one on August 24th, 2023. Hi, Prince. Prince Kome and Kose. Today, today, do, do, wed, wed, or married you, marry you, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, and of the Holy Ghost. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Sarah Ama Odamia in Timamwapi. Today, today, do, do, wed, wed, you. What's your name? Ogene. Nelson, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. On this journey, here are a few things Kome has learned. I've learned how to communicate better. You know, I've learned how to be a lot more vulnerable because I keep saying that to be in love, you, you can't be afraid of water because you have to drown in it. So like so many aspects of yourself that you would struggle to reveal to people. Like I'll be straight up, like things that guys always are either insecure about or, you know, want to keep close to their chest is things like your finances, where you're at in life, especially in kind of life I'm living. I'm living a life that is a thousand percent calling driven. 99% of the people in the world can't understand it. So certain ways I have to move 
are certain things I have to do, right? Make things go through a different path than your regular. Like I, like I'm not. I don't work in nine to five, right? I have a business, but my business is is closely tied to my purpose in teaching people, in healing people, and in learning how to use those gifts. It's, it's all happened in my current relationship. And even to be honest, like I was into corporate training, sales training. It was my partner that pushed me into life coaching. She literally paid for a life coaching license and told me to do it because I was being hard-headed. I'm like, listen, you know, I have my spiritual gifts. I don't need it to be validated by any human, uh, you know, um, organizations, XYZ, XYZ. She literally pushed me into doing life coaching. And, you know, it's been, since then, it's been uphill in that aspect of life, right? So, like I said, it's been a thing of, it's truly a a relationship of becoming for both of us. The journey of a high-value individual is one filled with constant pursuit of becoming your best self. For those who feel led or called to partake on this path, a book I highly recommend to guide you is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz along with Kome Nelson Agose's book, 21 Affirmations, Igniting a Positive Mental Reset, which is available on Amazon. For greater guidance on this journey, connect with Kome at thematrixbuster.com. That's T-H-E-M-A-T-R-I-X-B-U-S-T-E-R.com. And on social media at Supreme King Bling, which is S U P R E M E K I N G B L I N K. Kome, thank you so much for sharing your story with me. And thank you, Aisha Animachon and Maxwell Ansong, for lending me your voice. Make sure to watch episode three of the Love Is Show on YouTube at The Ink Presents, which is the at symbol I-N-C-P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. This episode of the Love Is podcast was written by me, Agnes Apiefa Into, and produced by me. This episode was mixed and mastered by Derry Corbier, along with the theme song, Produced also by Derry Corbier. This has been a 1228 Inc. production. I'm Agnes Sento, and thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love, light, and blessings. Bye bye. Thank you.